Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. And tonight is Monday, August the 23rd, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Tonight's word of the night, (laughs) that sounds so strange is oblige, which means to require someone to do something. Oblige. I decided to come to you guys this evening. I couldn't get to you guys this morning. Hectic schedule. Um, Man, the day day before the first day of school here in Durham, North Carolina. We'll see how this goes, how this turns out. I'm hoping and praying for the best. I hope the kiddies can go through the whole school year without having it interrupted and going back to virtual. Got to keep those numbers down, those COVID numbers down. Vaccinations, of course, is what they're saying. Uh, Also, I want to take some time out to uh, say happy birthday to my mother. May she rest in peace. Um. She was named after her mother also, Rhoda Helen, Rhoda Helen Cornegay. If I could describe her, it's a strong, resilient, and loving woman. There were many milestones in her life that, by today's standards, that quite possibly would seem uh, small, if even relevant. She was the first in her family to graduate from high school, first in her family to graduate from college. And she raised me. So that's a feat in itself. <laughs> so if you're wondering where I get all my uh, my quirks and, and, and my strong-willed from, I would have to say it, it comes from her. And of course, my all the rest of my aunts and uncles and grandfather and grandmother, I never had a chance to meet them. They passed before I was born with... Uh, Strangely enough, my grandfather passed the same year I was born, so I never had a chance to meet him. Grandmother had passed some years before, but everyone would say they were just strong, strong-willed people, no matter what. No matter what their condition was or, or, or what was going on in their life, they remained strong-willed. They were sharecroppers. Yeah, they were sharecroppers. Uh, she was born a sharecropper. I mean... And, and you look at how things are today, I um, <laughs> I can honestly tell you, I would love to tell you that I could remain strong, and, and, and but to endure that, I, I don't know if I could, I, I could tell you that. that, that let's just say those people are, were very resilient, and she was one, and she is loved and missed. So happy birthday. Well, let's move along here. The... Of course, the Tennessee floods, man, 21 are dead. Uh, Twins were swept away from their father during the flooding. Uh, Some people are still missing. Homes have been destroyed. They've been removed off their foundation. Man, just had a, what they're saying is it was just, I don't know if it was from the tropical depression. It may have been. But whatever the case, they, they had a band of showers or storms that just sat and hovered over what they called Middle Tennessee. And it, it just sat there and it the floodwaters just came. Like I said, it took houses off the foundations. Uh, I 
saw a, a, a footage of one house that was just sitting in the middle of the road off the foundation. So prayers for Tennessee. Pray, pray, pray. All right, let's go get it. Let's go get it. Uh, COVID tops the news again. Looks like uh, the Pfizer vaccination has been approved by the FDA. Pfizer is now approved. So for all you that are saying, I'm not taking it, those vaccines aren't even approved by the FDA. Well, you don't have an excuse now. FDA approved Pfizer. And Moderna is expected to come sometime later. Johnson & Johnson, of course, is still gathering uh, their information. Still under the emergency use right along with Moderna. But they're saying Moderna quite possibly could get their approval within a, a few weeks, if not a week. Now, you know, Johnson & Johnson, is, is, they've been having little problems <laughs> with that one-shot wonder. So... Uh, this is, is, is something, this is why I said I hope the kiddies can go to school and go through the whole year. Because what they're saying, the COVID numbers are up and they're up in children. 180,000 cases last week. And that's five times more than a month ago. So I, I, I got to say, man, I, I most definitely hope that they can, they can tough it out. We can work ourselves through this because, you know, they're saying that even though the vaccinations are up also, they're saying more people are uh, getting vaccinated, but the death rate is still up also. Now, with that Pfizer, it's been approved for uh, 16 or older. And it's, 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 it's a lot of people, are, what, what they're trying to do is get the kids vac vaccinated. Of course, for school or whatever. And we know, you know, they were hoping, I believe they, at one point in time, I can remember them saying by the end of, uh, the year they were hoping to get everything, everyone, all kids approved for it. Looks like it's working. We're working towards that. It's not an easy road. We all know that. But it is, uh, it is just ravaging the country right now, looks like. We still have high numbers. Hospitals are still being overran. Uh, they're not, they don't have enough beds. Nurses are once again reporting. Nurses and doctors are once again reporting their overwork and their stress to the max. One nurse I, I saw and did an interview, and she said, that it, it, "Well, this was geared towards the vaccinations." And what she was saying was, "The uh, quite a few people that come in that have COVID, they're asking for the vaccination once they have contract, contracted COVID." And she flat out said, "By then, it's just too late. It's too late." So she said, she said, hey, everybody, go get the vaccination. Because once you have it, it's too late. And and that's a, a, a strong indication of, uh, of in, in case of you don't know the severity of something until you catch it. And then you realize I quite possibly could have just avoided all of this by just getting the vaccination. Like I said, I'm not a fan of it. I, I reluctantly took it, but I'm glad I did. And at the time, uh, you know, hey, it, it seemed like everyone around me was catching it. And, I, I, you know, like my, my wife and my daughter and there's someone I worked with. And I was like, man, this is this is serious. Let me let me come down off my soapbox and take this vaccination. And, and I did. 
I'm glad I did. Even though I took the vaccination and I ended up, I guess the vaccination kicked it out. I had COVID. Didn't know. I kept getting false negative reports because I had taken, uh, man, I I think I had taken, taken like six COVID tests and all of them came back negative. So that, yeah, that was quite startling when I, I, uh, I found out I had COVID, but like I, I, like I said, I'm just thankful and blessed that my symptoms or, or weren't as bad as others. Cause all I did was lose my sense of smell. I'm gaining some of it back by the way, but like I said, it, it goes and comes, I, comes in for a second then it goes back out and i do have some long-term um sense sometime if i could say that (laughs) if i could say that but uh i I could tell you one thing that i've missed and and if anything i you you could take from one thing that i missed this year as a result of me having covid and losing my sense of smell small and and frivolous as it sounds it just goes to show you hey you never know what what you take for granted until it's not there anymore. I miss the first cut of grass, the first the first smell when you cut grass for the first time during the year. I, I don't know. It was just something about that smell took me back to my childhood. Maybe I don't know, but I missed that this year. I couldn't smell it. Just cutting grass, I just couldn't smell it. So I missed that. So yeah, I I, I have to say, COVID is indeed that life altering event. It just is. It just is. So if I could say anything to anyone, if, if you're thinking, uh, do I want to take the vaccine? I would urge you to. I'm not telling you I'm not going to beat you over the head or, or berate you or belittle you and, and or anything like that. Or like most people do to people that are, say they're not taking a vaccine. Hey, it's your choice. If you don't want to take the vaccine, you don't have to take the vaccine. No one is going. I'm not going to ridicule you. I'm just not. All right, let's move along here. Uh, Today is Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo's last day in office. As of 12.01 a.m., his resignation is uh, final. Done. And and he he took some last parting shots, of course, pretty much saying that he he blamed the uh, state's attorney general. It was a political, pretty much it was a political witch hunt that took a small matter and and tried to expose him. It wasn't, he, he's still not taking, owning up for responsibility for what he did. He said they, she t- they took a small matter and blew it up into some political parade uh, to degrade him or belittle him or something like that. Uh, no, governor, 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 governor. No, 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 no. Still not taking responsibility for your actions. You're an adult. You knew better. You, you, you did. You just did. So uh, as a result, New York will receive uh, or will have its first female governor. So there's some more history being made right there. So, hey, keep uh, keep uh, keep New York in your prayers also. Just to. All right, let's move along some more here. So there's a lot going on in the news, but uh, I don't know if you guys uh, this weekend, I believe it was Saturday, we all know the um, Olympic hopeful that was suspended for um, she tested positive for marijuana. The Olympic sprinter uh, Sakari Richardson, well, she ran a race after 30 days after being suspended or whatever, and she came in dead last. And she came in dead last miserably. I mean, she was 
dead last. It won't even, <laughs> it wasn't even, <laughs> she had another person, her and another person were competing for dead last. No, it was her, her alone. Now, many people are saying they're rallying behind her no matter what. Some, of course, are bashing her and saying it serves her right. She was never really a full superstar, whatever, what have you. Um, as for me, I took it and, and I, I I see it as, as this. You tested positive for marijuana. They suspended you, kicked you out of the Olympics. You should have never smoked. I know she has said she had lost a mother, but that you're an Olympic track star. That's your bread and butter. That's just what you do. That ain't your go-to. That's just what you do. That's who you are. You're an Olympic sprinter. Said you were pretty good, too. Didn't look like it, though. She came in dead last. I, like I said, I took it as this. She was out of shape. To... In 30 days or 30 or 45 days to be at the top of your game and then to fall like that to a point where you're running a race and you're dead last, you're out of shape. Screw all the political social stances people are saying, stand, got to stick by our black queen. Uh, They should have never suspended her for marijuana. It's just marijuana. Uh, Later for that, you were just out of shape. You came in dead last. Miserably, you looked as though you had had no training whatsoever. That's what you do. That's who you are. You're an Olympic sprinter, Olympic hopeful sprinter, whatever. I, I, you, you came in dead last. So I, I don't like I said. I don't know about a little political social stance with with the marijuana and stand by the black queen fiery retort. I can't give you that. When I saw that race and saw that footage and, you know, of course, you know, I kept rewinding and looking and looking and looking, hoping for something. Maybe she she was hurt or or, or she came out the, the blocks wrong or whatever, what have you. Nope. You were out of shape. You weren't in any shape. And I, I would I would question, how did how did your coaches let you run? You, you weren't in any shape. And of course, after the race, she she gave a fiery uh uh, speech about how she wasn't going anywhere. Everyone knows who she is. She's the baddest woman on the planet. Well, if you want to be the baddest woman on the planet and you want to proclaim that, you got to put in a little work, uh, ma'am, because that won't it. Not what I saw. Came in dead last, miserably. You were smoked. <laughs> That's what he's calling. You got smoked. Young lady from Jamaica, I could tell she had been training. <laughs> Cause she, she let it all out. She had been training. She was in shape. She was conditioned. You weren't. So take this, take this time. It's a learning lesson. Look at it as a, as a, as a learning lesson. Learn from it. Put that weed down. Do some more conditioning. Because there's no way in the world you could convince me you at one point in time were at the top. In less than 30 or 45 days, you failed like that. You weren't in any shape. Your mind is off also. That's another uh, uh, thing with, with athletes. Yeah, you can't you, Yeah, you can't be in shape and, 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 or whatever, but if your mind's not on it or your mind's not in it, that was the end result what happened Saturday. It showed. 
Your mind's not in, and, and your, your your mental is off. So take it as a, a lesson learned. You know, um, she's fast. I'll give her that, and she could quite possibly be one of the greats. She can, but you got to get that mind right. You got to get that that conditioning in. in. There was no conditioning in that. It looked, <laughs> it, it looked as though it would be me out there running, <laughs> huffing and puffing, and coming in last, arms flailing and just <sighs> huffing. And, yeah, you weren't in any shape. Your mind was off. Your body's off. Also, just take it as a lesson learned. Stay away from the media. Stop giving interviews. Focus on you and your conditioning and getting back on top. I think a lot of time, a lot of athletes, they, they they get in front of that camera. That takes something out of you. I think it takes a little bit of fight out of you. I just do. Just do. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it pushing. Man. Well, the R. Kelly trial has started. He's on trial for tax evasion and sex trafficking. Okay, let me just start off by saying this. He is indeed a predator. And he needs help. If anyone, if, if there's been anyone that needs any mental help, yeah, I would say it was him. He's a predator. There's no, there's no way you can you can spend this for me. He's a predator. You know, a lot of a lot of these young women, I believe some of them are, are adults now, but at the time, they were 16, 17. A lot of, uh, a few of them have taken the stand and, and they're telling, wow, they're telling a tale that just screams of being a predator. Screams of being a predator and in need of serious psychological help. I like the guy. I love his music. I love it. it. It was some of the best music that, that, quite possibly have could have been made talented but we all knew the rumors long before now we just did you know also they spoke on the uh the underage marriage he had with Aaliyah somehow another they forged the uh marriage certificate I believe and another one of the many things that's came out is um these young women he would tell them if they wanted to be famous, they would have to have sex with him. Predator. That's a predator. That's a predatorial characteristic right there. Using your position for sexual pleasure. It just is. I know he's well liked, but yeah, he needs help. He does. And the most astonishing thing right now that, that I've heard is, um, <clears throat> They're saying he, he he has an STD. Uh, I believe it's herpes. He has herpes and he, he passed it on to these young ladies. In fact, so what, what has come out is uh, his doctor has said that he prescribed so much of that uh, herpes medicine, I can't think of it right off the top of my head, that they pretty much had an open prescription with uh, Walgreens. There we go. Walgreens is in the news again. <laughs> Uh, weren't they in the news with Prince also? <laughs> Man, what is going on with Walgreens? What is going on with you guys? Yeah, you might need to do some uh, 
I, I don't know what you need to do, but you guys keep popping up in these cases with your prescription. Might need to change your prescription protocol. Because, yeah, the doctor pretty much said, hey, we had an open prescription with Walgreens. He would just call and say, uh, prescribe this for, for whoever or whatever, and they would go pick it up. Mm, 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 mm. Sweet Jesus. What in the entire world? Yeah, he needs help. Trial is continuing, by the way. And after he, the trial is taking place in New York. Apparently, the sex trafficking part, he was carrying these young ladies across state line. And that's happened before with a musician. Uh, I believe it was Chuck Berry. We all remember the story of Chuck Berry. But with that, it was, uh, of course, during that, that time of segregation, he was carrying white women, young white women across state lines. So that's how they got him for sex trafficking. Piers R. Kelly was just carrying underage females across state line as he went on tour or as he was doing recording, recording somewhere. I guess it, I hate to say it, but he, he was treating them like they were a part of his uh, his baggage. God. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, he needs help. He needs help bad. He needs help bad. He needs help. He needs help. <laughs> Boy, does he need help. Uh, uh, like I said, it, he's on trial in New York now, and I believe he has to go back after he's finished in New York. He's going to face charges in uh, Illinois, his home state. Man. Wow. Just uh, those young women, just pray for them because they are scarred. They are. And, and sad to say, R. Kelly is a predator. He just is. Good music or no good music, he's a predator. All the characteristics, all the signs, he's just that. All right. Just move along. Also, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving here. I, I'm going to finish in a few. I got some things to do. Like I said, uh, tomorrow's the first day of school. So, hey, we got to prepare. Um. <laughs> We all know what's going on in Afghanistan and, and the U.S. has came out and, of course, have said that they have a deadline by the 31st to remove all military person, military and civilian and allies from pa uh, Afghanistan. Now, the Taliban has came out because what, what has been saying, said and, and the U.S. came out and said, no, nah, that's not true. We haven't really. We're, it's still an option, but we're not saying that. That if they, the Taliban came out and said if the U.S. extends its deadline past August 31st, it's a red line. Get out. It's a red line. And went on to say uh, extending or occupying would provoke a reaction. That was the Taliban, Taliban's official release. Pretty much saying if you stay and occupy this country any longer past August 31st, we're going to look at it as a, a, a provocation. And you're trying to uh, invoke a reaction, provocate a, a reaction. Wow. And also uh, something else that came out that's kind of been slipped under what they're saying also is ISIS, a possible ISIS attack at that cabal airport is uh, likely, uh, as one said, an acute chance. So there's just trouble brewing in that country all the way across the line. Now, the U.S. is also saying they're going to send troops to help get people out of um the outside of the airport, because what they found is that the people can't get through the U.S. citizens and those uh, Afghans that work with the United States as interpreters or whatever or what have you, because they're caught behind enemy li lines. The Taliban has occupied or wherever they occupy, that's theirs. And they check who's coming in and who's who's uh, going out. 
And a lot of people are saying they're caught behind enemy lines. They need help. So the U.S. is saying they quite possibly may start sending troops out past the airport. <sighs> it has turned into a world-class mess. Now, of course, everyone is, a lot of people are blaming Biden and saying it was, he, he did a piss poor job of planning. He should have known this. What it, I think what it is, is they just couldn't, didn't see or think that the Taliban would, would take over that fast. Now, if you're saying, well, why did they take over that fast? Because those Afghan trained, excuse me, Afghan U.S. trained army personnel didn't want to fight, threw the weapons down, surrender. So that's how they were able to take over that fast. Because think about it, they took over pretty fast. They just did. So that's how they were able to take over. They didn't want to fight. They refused to fight. And it's like I said before, man, the Taliban, are they really that big and bad? Are they really those bullies? Apparently. Because they just threw their weapons down and, and hauled you know what. Left those weapons, uh, like I said, who do you think picked them up? The Taliban. They're now in the hands of the Taliban. Wow. I just don't understand how or why, if that's your homeland and you're so sick and tired of the Taliban and you somehow, some way, asked for and got assistance from the United States government and military to train you, give you weapons, and then when they pull out after 20 years, you throw your weapons down and surrender. Why, what in the world is that about? So that's why I say uh, they're blaming Biden or whatever. I don't think if, if Trump was in office, if Obama was in office, I don't think it would make any it wouldn't matter either way because you have those that are supposed to be defending their own country that aren't. That's how the Taliban was able to take over so quickly and effectively. And now they're using the damn weapons. <laughs> what in the world? That's foolishness 101 to me. I know they say the Taliban is bad or, or, or they're evil. But man, are they that evil? Well, if you've been bullied by uh, someone over uh, all your life or generations, I, I guess they will invoke a fear in you where you can't defend yourself or your homeland. Mm, nah, I just don't. I'm sorry. That's a bit too much for me. I would think that you would defend what's yours. You've been trained. You have the weaponry. They even updated your Air Force, an Air Force that was non-existent. Existed. They gave you helos, Black Hawks, new state-of-the-art military equipment also. They gave you all of this stuff, and then when you were finally put on the ground, boots to action, you threw your weapons down and walked away. Hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, like I said, I'm not a Biden fan, but I can't fully blame him for this. And then the president fled the country. He didn't even stand fight. 
He's still sending messages from the Arab Emirates, I believe. Nah, it's turning into a mess. And I hope and pray that this does not turn into an all out another war or some campaign where we have to send more troops in and more of our servicemen die or become maimed. I got to call it like I see it. The, the, the thought of sending more uh, U.S. service members over there to fight this civil war is absurd to me. I mean, if they don't want to fight it, why should the U.S. stop being everybody's babysitter? Sink or swim. Sink or swim. I know that sounds hateful and hurtful, but like I said, I keep going back to it. You, you, you have the weaponry you were trained. You were trained for 20 years. You got state-of-the-art weapons, and then you just threw them down and walked away. Hey, that's just my opinion. Let them fight for themselves. The U.S. can't save everyone. Just can't. All right. Well, that's all for me this evening, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears tonight. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. As always, Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegate for This Is Just a thought. Amen.